Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to Unruffled ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. There's nothing like being totally engrossed in a good mystery or thriller. Audible has thousands of immersive audiobook titles to spark your imagination and get your heart thumping. Since it's summer, you might want to check out The Vacation Rental. Very well told and very unsettling. You won't want to turn it off. And since this is a parenting podcast, I should also mention that audiobooks are a wonderfully enriching experience for children because they aren't passive entertainment like other kids' media. They engage your child's imagination and can nurture both listening and language skills. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. New members can try Audible for free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash unruffled or text unruffled to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days. That's audible.com slash unruffled or text unruffled to 500-500 today. You can count on T-Mobile to help keep you connected. After investing billions to light up their network from big cities to small towns, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, when you switch to T-Mobile, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus Verizon and AT&T. Visit your neighborhood store or tmobile.com to switch. Plan savings with T-Mobile, third line free on essentials via monthly bill credits versus comparable available plans. Plan features may vary. Credits stop if you cancel or change plans. Hi, this is Janet Lansbury, and welcome to Unruffled. This week, I'm responding to a question on my Facebook page from a mom who is struggling with her three-and-a-half-year-old's contrarian and controlling behavior. Before I begin, I want to remind everybody that both of my books are available on audible.com in audio, No Bad Kids and Elevating Child Care. And they're also available in paperback at Amazon and in ebook at Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and Apple.com. Here's how this mother describes her situation. We are really struggling with my almost 3.5-year-old and her controlling and oppositional behavior. I can't find the balance between setting reasonable boundaries with choices and choosing my battles. For example, last night she asked for a drink. She was given the first cup in reach. She asked that we change it to a different cup, which we then did. Since she always wants to oppose, control, and resist when we are agreeable, she then asked for a different cup, which we refused. What should we do at that point, or before? Offer the first or second cup only as choices? Ask her to choose her cup and only allow her first choice? It happens with everything with her personally, and she attempts to do it to others, controlling where they stand, walk, etc. With the cup incident, I regret how the situation ended, and it affected the meal for the whole family. And when I look back, I wonder why I didn't just get her the cup she wanted. But I know it is never that easy. Thanks. Okay, so... What I'm hearing in this parent's note is that her daughter is really gotten stuck in uh, trying to keep control over everybody. And what that usually represents is kind of keeping a lid on some other feelings that she needs to express. So she's gotten caught up in this, and we're the only ones that can free her of this burden. And it really is a burden. Children don't want to be stuck calling all the shots in these situations. and 
you know, spending their energy kind of ruling the grownups um, or other children. They can take it into other other children. And, and you know, that's not going to be good for them socially as they go out into the world more to be stuck in this cycle of trying to keep a lid on everything and control everybody and and somehow, you know, imagining, I think, to herself, this is going to help her feel better. This is going to, you know, help her take care of these feelings that she has. So in regard to choosing battles, obviously, we all want our children to be happy. That's just a given. But I think we have to understand that there's a difference between somebody not getting upset in the moment and somebody actually being deeply happy and comfortable in their skin, free, feeling free to play and be a child and not be up there, you know, controlling the grownups. It's, it's not fun for her. And she's stuck. So the good news here is that you can definitely help her out of this, but you've got to see it positively, see what you're doing when you're going to be much more strict with her and much more decisive with her as positive. Now, strict doesn't mean stern and angry because that's not being a comfortable leader. Being a comfortable leader for her, and allow, which allows her to be a child instead of one of the leaders in the house, it comes from a place of just embodying your role. And, and we have to kind of clear away all these worries that, oh gosh, we're being mean, we're being strict, she's not going to like us. I have those too, and I still have them, even though I've been working at this for a long, long time. I still have it with the children I work with in my classroom sometimes when I'm, you know, I see the parent isn't setting the limit. And so I, I try to model, I do it for them. And so now I'm doing something that's making their child upset. And, you know, that thought always goes through my mind. Yikes, like this child is going to hate me. She's never going to want to come to my class again. Well, I should know by now that the opposite is always true. All those fears are unfounded. Because children love when somebody isn't afraid of upsetting them. Somebody that's, you know, comfortable in making decisions for them, being the leader, being the parent, being the, the guide, and not expecting their child to be floundering around trying to do this work for us. Um, one thing that comes up in class, seems to come up often, is that a child will be upset about something and then the child is like grabbing at the parent and, you know, flinging themselves into the parent with their tantrum and their feelings. And the parent feels so terrible, I think, about the child being upset that the parent allows this to, to happen. And I have to be the one to actually take that child and move them off the parent just a little bit. And I just hold the child back from the parents so the child isn't able to do that. And I say, yeah, I see you want to, you know, crouch on her and you're upset. I don't say a lot. I just look at them. I see them. I have acceptance of them. And I'm comfortable, as comfortable as I can be, allowing them to share the feelings. Uh, I have classes with three-year-olds in them now. And there's a child that actually said to his mother, if I get upset, Janet's going to hold me so that I don't hurt you. And then another time he said, I love Janet, which of course made me cry because she told me, she reported this to me. And some version of that has happened a lot where I get this feedback, all these, you know, fears that have gone through my mind in the moment 
are completely unfounded. The child feels closer to me. They trust me. You know, we've bonded through these experiences. So I say all this to empower you to be even nitpicky decisive. It's going to feel nitpicky probably um, from where you're coming from right now. That's okay. You know, the worst that can happen is maybe you make one slightly, you know, stricter decision that maybe you could have lightened up on, but it's actually going to feel very good to your daughter. I guarantee you if you're doing it comfortably and not angrily, not with, you know, frustration and annoyance at her, really just doing it and welcoming her to, in one of my earlier podcasts, I used, you know, roll out the red carpet, rolling out the red carpet for her feelings. It sounds like what this mother's getting on the surface here is dissatisfaction. Now, there's probably other feelings beneath that. Uh, I don't know what transitions this child has been dealing with. I don't know what's going on in her world or why, you know, what other feelings might be there. And maybe they aren't. Maybe it's just a two-year-old that's really gotten stuck in controlling too much. So on the surface, dissatisfaction. So allow her to be dissatisfied. She didn't get the cup that she wanted. If you wanted to give her a choice of a cup at the outset of this, that would be fine. It's really unnecessary that you have to you know, give her choices about everything. Right now, she has way too many choices, it sounds like, and choices around things that aren't comfortable for her. Comfortable choices are making choices about her play, you know, within the boundaries that are reasonable that you've given her safe place and not playing with their food and throwing it all over the house, that kind of play. But, you know, appropriate play, she gets to flit from one thing to another. She gets to stick with, you know, playing with the Q-tip, if you think that's safe for her, for, you know, an hour. There's no judgment on that. You allow her to control that. I think this also applies to any kind of downtime they have, you know, so that they get to be the one to choose if if they want to do a special class that week or something, uh, or do a, you know, a regular session of something, but not having to conform to all these classes and lessons and situations. I think that that doesn't give a child a sense of healthy control over their play and their free time and their uh, downtime. But all these other choices, I would take as yours for now. And then maybe you'll once in a while give her more choices later about things like cups. I don't know. But I think I would right away, you know, you gave her the cup and she said, she asked that we change it to a different cup. You don't like this cup. You wanted the other cup. Yeah, this is what the cup we're sticking with. You're comfortable, you're not angry with her, you're not judging her for what's wrong with that cup, you know, you've got, this cup is fine, why do you need another cup? You're not going there. You're hearing the dissatisfaction, which represents other dissatisfaction that she has, and also, you know, deeper feelings of maybe fear or, you know, other feelings that she needs to share. But let's just go with what we know for sure, which is dissatisfaction. So you you get to be dissatisfied with your cup choice, you know, that we gave you. And that's really okay with me. And if she needs to scream or, you know, cry about it, it's not about the cup, I guarantee you. And I think obviously, you know, that like we all know that objectively, but I think we can get caught up in, oh gosh, maybe I didn't, maybe she needed that and why not? And that would help her avoid what she's doing right now is keeping a lid on things. And that is just creating a bigger, you know, explosion inside her. So 
you know, if you can open the tea kettle with all of these little minor ones and let the steam come out, then she's going to be able to share it throughout her day and clear it. You know, right now it's not getting cleared. She's caught up in it. It's in there. So let her clear all the dissatisfactions. You know, there's some children that wake up in the morning and they're just feeling whiny and <laughs> uncomfortable and they're, the parent, you know, might see that as, oh gosh, I need to make her feel better. And, you know, that's this wonderful impulse that we all have. Just let her be dissatisfied. I mean, I wake up like that sometimes <laughs> and it's okay. You know, she woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Let that be okay. Don't try to kowtow to her and please her and, and make it better. Really, the best thing you can do is allow her to share her dissatisfaction. So yes, it makes sense that this parent, like giving her the different cup and then she showed her, you know, I still need to express dissatisfaction, so now I'm going to ask for another cup. If we could just allow her to express it the first time, it will be easier for her. It will cut this kind of controlling behavior down quite a bit and release her. It will free her to stop trying to have to keep a lid on things. So I think on, on this parent's end, the key is really to perceive the situation the way I've been talking about perceive it as she's caught up, she's holding on to things, she needs to let go of them, so let her let go. It might come out in a big ball of feelings, it might just come out in little spurts throughout the day. Welcome it, let it come, let it flow. Don't stand in the way in any way, just encourage it. And the mother says, you know, this is happening with everything. Uh, she's controlling, trying to control where people stand and walk, etc. I mean, this should tell you. This has gotten out of control, this controlling behavior. She's obviously saying, help, help. Now I'm going to tell you, you know, how to walk, how to breathe, where to jump. I mean, she just needs help with this. She just needs some relief here. And this is great news because you can totally do this for her. Uh, but we have to be the one. We can't expect that it's just going to work itself out. I mean, and we don't want her to be, we don't want her to have more time in her life spent being burdened in this way and uncomfortable. You know, she's not enjoying this as anybody when we're stuck in control, we're not enjoying ourselves. But what's, I think what gets in our way is, you know, what this parent says, she regrets how the situation ended and how it affected the meal. And she's looking back and why didn't I just give her the cup she wanted? And I can feel how that appeals as a better solution, just keeping the peace. Wouldn't that be nice if we were all just peaceful all the time and we didn't have any other feelings about anything? It's not reality and it's definitely not our job as parents to try to keep everyone peaceful and happy. And attempting to do that will get in our way and get in our child's way and create situations like this where a child gets caught up being the person she doesn't want to be. Uh, usually these are very bright children, they're very strong-willed children, and all of these positives, but they get stuck in the discomfort of it. So I hope that helps, and uh, yes, I would encourage this parent all the way to not give her these choices, and to just choose for her, and feel comfortable about her expressing her displeasure with that, and her dissatisfaction, and anything else that comes with that. Thanks so much for listening. We can do this.
If you like Unruffled, you can listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com slash survey.